<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. All rise. Welcome to the Cyber Law and Business Report. Get the top story on the hot-button Internet legal topics of the day. This is your home for the latest on Internet law and policy. Hear the latest net trends impacting business and have your questions answered right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report. Now, please welcome your host, the founder of the Internet Law Center, Bennett Kelly. Good morning, and this is Bennett Kelly with the Internet Law Center here in sunny Santa Monica. Please be seated with Jerry Saracel. Um, Jerry, for the last 17 years, has been with the Direct Marketing Association um, as their Senior Vice President of Governmental Affairs, um, and he's got a great background. This includes working in-house with the Postal Service, the Federal Trade Commission, as well as serving counsel to an important House committee. Um, Jerry, you're with us. I'm here. Thank you very much for having me, Bennett. Um, Jerry, just one quick question. When you're in-house as a lawyer with the Postal Service, do you still get to wear shorts? (laughs) No, sadly I didn't. (laughs) Oh, oh well. Any event. Well, Jerry um, Jerry is here. And why don't you tell us a little about the Direct Marketing Association and and what it does in Washington? Sure. Uh, The Direct Marketing Association is a a trade association of businesses that uh, are involved in marketing directly to individuals and those companies that that are suppliers to them. So, for example, uh, we have businesses that uh, try and sell things over the Internet. We have Internet service providers. We also have catalogers, and we have printers and paper companies and list providers and so forth that are members of the association. Now, one, I'm in the advocacy, government affairs side of the association, and our efforts are in Washington are to try and keep all channels of marketing open and available uh, for marketers to reach customers and potential customers in both business-to-consumer and business-to-business field. And uh, as part of, of keeping things open and keeping costs down, one of the areas that we've been involved in since – long before even I showed up on the scene at DMA, uh, had to do with uh, remote sellers being required to collect sales tax in states where they don't have any presence. And uh, so we were involved uh, 
in the Quill case uh, back in 1992 and uh, have been uh, uh, involved in this uh, this area for, for for quite a while. And the Internet, of course, is a brand-new twist on it. It started way back uh, looking at catalog sales, basically, mail-order sales, as a matter of fact, because I think that was even before the 800 numbers became fairly popular. And so, uh, so that's how uh, we're here talking about this subject. And um, you, your experience on Capitol Hill, I'm sure you're familiar with Senator Long's um, maxim about don't tax me, don't, don't tax you, don't tax me, tax the guy behind the tree, which seems to be a lot of what's behind the so-called Amazon tax. Uh, yes, yes. The Amazon tax, which is in New York, is the basis of that, and a lot of other states have been fo- followed. That tax, is, that those efforts are trying to to take a look at a Supreme Court decision, that Quill decision in '92, which says that a, if a seller has a presence, physical presence within the state, the state then has control and can require that seller to collect. Uh, um, sales tax on all its sales to residents in the state. If that is lost, uh, if that uh, if there is no physical presence, th- then the state cannot require it. And what New York uh, did, and other states have done, is they've looked at the the uh, and it's called an Amazon tax, but it's not just Amazon. But but they they looked at the model where Amazon and others, Overstock is another one. Uh, pro- paid a commission to someone to have a link on his, her, or its website uh, that would go to Amazon or Overstock uh, and get the sales through that way. Uh, Many nonprofits, for example, use it. A lot of churches do that. And if that person receiving the commission was located within the state of New York, using the New York example, then that provided the physical nexus within the, the, the Quill standard to uh, require collection of the sales tax. Now, that's in court, uh, and uh, that is, uh, it's in court in New York. It's also in court in, uh, in Illinois. Illinois passed a similar one, and I think you're going to have another guest on yes. shortly, who's uh, Re- Rebecca, who has uh, her association is leading the charge in Illinois, Looking, looking at that tax. That, that's a, a specific collection of tax, and it's trying to define what physical nexus is or physical presence within the state uh, is to, to fit within the quill rubric uh, for the state to require collection. So um, after the New York law passed, Amazon and Overstock terminated a number of their in-state affiliates so that they wouldn't have to be subject to tax collecting in New York. And so Colorado comes along and sees, one, the revenue New York got out of the process, but doesn't want the downside, so they figure they're going to nuance this by more or less creating a system that um, they figure Amazon won't terminate their in-state affiliates because they're not going to require them to collect. All they're going to do is require them to report but instead, they impose this onerous reporting requirement that applies only to out-of-state retailers that, in essence, requires each retailer to provide the equivalent of a 1099 to all their Colorado purchasers. And that's where the DMA comes in, right? Yes, th- th- that's true. And w- one correction for, for sure. others, so, so that they know, in New York, 
Amazon, to try and keep some standing, did not cancel its affiliate programs. Overstock did, and other many others did. So Amazon, so New York did get a plus from this uh, its law. But but Rhode Island and North Carolina followed suit, and Rhode Island actually ended up with a loss of tax revenue because Amazon, all of them can't, all, all the marketers canceled their affiliate programs. So they didn't collect any taxes, and then the affiliates had less income, and so they had less income tax. So, so I think uh, uh, Colorado saw some of that as well, and then they went forward with uh, uh, trying a, a reporting uh, situation uh, that uh, some, uh, actually one of the representatives that uh, backed it said, yeah, we're going to make it so on- onerous that the marketers will then voluntarily start to collect. And um, you know, I actually got in, involved with a, a colloquy with one of the members of, of the Colorado legislature who was involved in the process. And you know, this is all, as you correctly stated at the start, was this all flows from Supreme Court decision in Quill um, versus North Dakota, in which the Supreme Court made a – for purposes of both due process and the interstate commerce clause, made, drew a bright line that said, okay – um, if you don't have a physical presence in the state, the state cannot require you to collect sales tax or other taxes from that state for transactions you conduct outside the state territory. And um, and so you have what happens in New York, and there's a big emphasis on the whole nexus issue. Do you have a nexus with the state? And um, what I thought Colorado did was ignore that Quill is not just about nexus for due process purposes. Quill is also about the burden on interstate commerce. And I think that's where the Colorado legislature went wrong is they totally worried about nexus but not about the impact on interstate commerce. And they drafted a law that explicitly discriminates against interstate commerce and, as you said, tries to make it more onerous so that they do collect taxes. Yeah, I think uh, I agree, and that, that's the, the the position that that uh, DMA took. And we actually, I think, you look at the Colorado law, and it created actually three reporting note requirements. The first was at the point of transaction when I ordered something, and this applies to to uh, internet, mobile transactions as well as catalog transactions, uh, any remote transaction, and. Um, so I have to tell you that uh, you may owe uh, Colorado use tax, and, uh, and here, here's where you can get the form. And then, as you said at the beginning, in January of the next year, um, for, for people who, who purchased over $500, I had to send, a, 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 in essence, a 1099 to them. Here's everything you've purchased. And then in March of that next year, if I had at least one person in Colorado to, that, that bought more than $500, I had to send to the Department of Revenue the names, billing addresses, all the shipping addresses, and the dollar amounts of things in, of items that uh, the total dollar amount of items that uh, that you is in, uh, that you purchased that were sent to to to, uh, to Colorado uh, addresses. So that was a, a, a reporting requirement to, to, to Colorado, which Colorado viewed, uh, I, I'm sure, I'm not, I don't want to put words in their mouths, but that's, that would then be a basis from which Colorado could then use its 
authority to go back to the individuals who purchased and say, ha, you owe a use tax. A sales tax wasn't collected, and therefore you owe a use tax, and, and have that as part of their enforcement regime. I think the the view here that I think DMA has always had is this is not so much a tax issue as a collection issue. Mm-hmm. In essence, the state's trying to force a remote seller, someone with no presence in the state, to become the unpaid tax collector for the state. So the DMA actually filed a lawsuit against uh, the Colorado uh, over this. In fact, our second or third show last year, um, we had Matt Schaefer, you know, who's one of the lawyers on the case, um, discuss um, the lawsuit, and he obtained a preliminary junction just right after getting off the year. And so you've recently had some further success in that lawsuit. Yes, uh, we received a preliminary injunction in Jan- late January of 2011, and that was right before the January 31 deadline for those 1099 notices that would have come into effect. Very and um, we, we went forward. Um, Colorado appealed the preliminary injunction, but then we, we DNA and Colorado came to an agreement to uh, uh, allow the preliminary injunction to stand, to go back to the court and take up just the two commerce clause, the discrimination under burden clauses, and not deal with the privacy and the Colorado constitutional uh, uh, counts that we had in our in our uh, uh, our motion, our suit, and take those, and then get an agreement to go with an interlocutory appeal once there was a decision on the permanent injunction. Mm-hmm. So it so and we did cross motions for uh, summary judgment uh, on just those two two issues and uh, the the court recently just granted our motion for summary judgment, creating a, a, a declaring that the statute was unconstitutional on both undue discrimination and on the um, on discrimination and the undue burden counts on the dormant commerce clause granted the, the permanent injunction, and uh, then uh, stated that it would um, uh, s- would come out with a further order uh, on certification uh, to appeal to the Tenth Circuit, which is where we, we would expect Colorado to, to appeal this. Now, it, there was a point in time when it looked like the Colorado legislature was going to reconsider the wisdom of the statute to begin with. So is, is an appeal a certainty, you think? Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure an appeals of certainty, and I don't want to put. Uh, but I do think that we went through an entire process of agreement uh, and discussions with the Department of Revenue uh, and, and the, the Attorney General rep- representing them that uh, 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 to get this so we would go to an interlocutory appeal to this Tenth Circuit uh, on just these two counts with the other the other counts of our, our motion just lying dormant, at least, for, for a while. I, I would think that uh, we, we still expect that we're going to have to work, we being DMA, have to work uh, assuming that Colorado will uh, appeal this. There have, been, there have been discussions within the legislature, generally from, from uh, uh, the minority part, from the Republicans, that um, they think they they would want to repeal it, but we haven't. I haven't seen any. Uh, that hasn't gotten anywhere in the legislature at at this point in time. So we're we're working and acting as though Colorado will in fact 
uh, appeal to the Tenth Circuit once it's once the question is certified. Is is there also? I mean, some state legislatures have a certain time period they're in session. Is, is there still time and time left for Colorado to act? Um, I, given that it's already April, uh, I don't know if I. Uh, I, I they're they're, they're uh, probably not. Probably there's okay. probably not enough time for them to act this year. So the, yeah, so so the, this likely will go up on appeal and. Um, one thing that strikes me is that we've now had the the so-called Amazon tax or variations of it regime since you know almost four years now or over four years since New York first adopted theirs, and in essence the states have adopted their own they've rewritten Quill, and this is one of the first decisions to actually invalidate a state statute in this area. Yeah, I, I think so. That, that's that's true. I think this is the first. Uh, if you look at it um, the way the states had gone, uh, looking at the Amazon taxes, they're trying to define nexus in Quill. So in, in essence, they're, I like to say they're looking within the, the Quill rubric. So they're kind of pushing the envelope and, and trying to define what, what physical nexus is. For Quill, so they they they're not they're not really circumventing Quill. They're just trying just trying to, to stretch it. Colorado well, I, took the took the approach of uh, not making it a tax because it's uh, not, and not making a collection of tax, but trying to uh, to to in my view terrorize or frighten. Uh, marketers into collecting the tax by by making them have to report sales on their customers, in essence, in essence giving their Colorado customer base information to the government. And uh, so it was a very different kind of, uh, of attack. And I think in part uh, Colorado took it because the Amazon laws have not been uh, the uh, pot of gold at the end of the rainbow that states thought they would be, right. and uh, so I, I think that that's uh, what's happened. And other states have looked at it. Uh, Oklahoma has a reporting law, uh, as do South Dakota and uh, uh, Vermont. Now, both Vermont and South Dakota have no penalty if you don't do it. You don't report uh, if you don't put the notice out there to individuals that they, they owe, they may owe taxes. Oklahoma does, but we haven't seen a lot of action in Oklahoma, and that's also within the Tenth Circuit. So this Colorado decision, uh, if it goes to the Court of Appeals and DMA prevails again, uh, would apply to the, the Oklahoma law uh, as well. At least we would argue that and try and get them to repeal and not push that law. But I think uh, the states are looking at this um, lawsuit by DMA and uh, not taking the, the Colorado action until they see what happens. I will say that this decision, the decision by Judge Blackburn, in essence is the first one that, that really said Quill, um, uh, the Quill uh, decision applies to uh, a program to try and co- uh, collect the sales taxes, and not just to forcing the company to collect the sales tax. So this is a bit of an expansion of uh, the application of Quill. I think it's probably the first time 
that that has happened uh, here um, that that I that I recall. And so this was uh, we view this as a fairly significant uh, uh, court decision, and and we hope that if it goes to appeal, it will be upheld. Right. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll be continuing our discussion with Jerry Sorosel, um, the DMA, on the Amazon tax and what lies ahead after these messages. Stay tuned for more of the Cyber Law and Business Report after this brief recess for our sponsors. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. As you know, being an expert at f- What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f- Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f- performance to the next level the language of course we're talking about managing facebook ads on aquizio oh buy track manage optimize and report on media across all major ad networks visit aquizio.com to get a demo today aquizio search social display one platform in 500 yards c p a way will be on your right you have reached your destination. On the interstate of internet marketing, CPA Way helps you monetize the way. No matter which direction you're heading, CPA Way is your route to low-risk revenue. Advertisers, we have paved the way to delivering revenue channels that will meet and exceed your expectations. Publishers, we monitor and manage your campaigns to bring you the most revenue possible. Publishers can feel secure to leverage direct offers, while advertisers can find safety, offering their most valued campaigns. The road to trust, respect, integrity, and honor is just ahead at CPAWay.com. WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome to the place your competitors get their edge. Jump on it. We're here for you 24-7. The best gavel-to-gavel legal news and information on the net is right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report, only on webmasterradio.fm. And we're back. This is Bennett Kelly with Cyber Law and Business Report. We have Jerry Surasal. We've been talking about the Amazon tax and DMA's victory in Colorado. Um, when we broke, we were kind of talking about where we were um, after four years of battles over the Amazon tax. And one thing, Jerry, that I've noticed is that what partly what was driving the Amazon tax was that um, states were under extreme fiscal pressure coming out of the recession. And here was a, a, a gimmick, in essence, that allowed them to collect from someone that wasn't their constituents. And so what better tax than to collect from um, someone who can't vote in your state? And it, now that the recession is easing um, in terms of uh, 
you know the the, the strain that states have in terms of the the gap between their their budget and their collections um it seems that you know, I wonder to what extent the, the the ardor for the Amazon tax will continue well i think uh, i think the 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 amazon tax and even and based on the on uh, on the court case the colorado tax i think there's some pressure that will will uh, be removed on pushing those in, in large part because it's not bringing any revenue that they thought. There's a third approach that states are ta- taking, and that's the control group approach, whereas uh, you, you have separate subsidiaries and you have one that's in uh, in your state that might not be doing marketing, but you have a separate warehouse uh, uh, subsidiary. Trying to pierce the corporate veil there, look through that, and, and call that as nexus. And we think that those those laws are actually uh, lots more effort uh, behind the control group laws, uh, so that um, tr- trying to establish the nexus. The other is a, a greater push to get a federal solution. I think we've seen an agreement in in, in California. Uh, with, in fact, with Amazon, it's been public that uh, Amazon is going to push for a federal solution. And that's why I think we have uh, our three bills in Congress uh, not highly likely to to pass this this Congress, but to try and, because the, the Supreme Court in Quill said, Congress has the authority to grant this power to the states to require remote sellers to collect. And so that's that's probably where the next look is is coming from is is uh, is there. I think the states are not in as bad shape, but uh, this is a tax. Uh, they don't view it as a tax tax increase. Their constituents might, but the tax is owed, was was owed. The constituents just weren't paying for it, so they don't see it as right. a tax increase. And then that was a driving factor in California, for example, where a tax increase required two-thirds vote. But something like this didn't because it wasn't considered a tax increase. But so just to clarify one thing, in Congress, what's pending is you know, the variations, the, the, market, the Marketplace Fairness Act and the Main, Main Street Fairness Act, the various names for them, is a concept whereby uh, states um, doing the streamlined sales tax uh, would be allowed to collect taxes um, the Congress would grant the authority to states that are part of the streamlined sales sales tax um, compact to collect taxes from online retailers who happen to be out of state, or any doesn't have to be online, but out of state retailers who sell within their state. Is, that's that's really what those those bills are about, correct? Yeah, that's generally it. That's that's the basic one that's been around. We we've uh, you know our view is it's 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 streamlined in name only, really that. Uh, there were still 7,900 taxing jurisdictions. Uh, you, you still uh, would have to face 40, at least 45 state state audits. Uh, the definitions, there are exemptions to the definitions uh, of what things are and how you calculate the uh, uh, the, uh, um, the tax. There, there's an exemption if you have a tax on food or don't have a tax on food. And it all can be changed by by the governing board. So we don't think that uh, the states have made uh, uh, as great an effort in streamlining as they could or should to at least uh, get away from the burden, the the uh, undue burden that uh, uh, that uh, this taxing uh, the, becoming a ta- an unpaid tax collector 
places upon uh, upon uh, out-of-state marketers. Marketers have no presence in the state. Marketers have no political power within the state. So, Jerry, when your members come to you and say, Jerry, I mean, we, we, what's the solution to this problem? How are we going to address this, or are we going to have to keep fighting state by state? Well, I think we, you know, well, fighting state by state gets difficult, as you, you know, uh, as I said, Oklahoma has a, has a law, and we just don't have the re- didn't have the resources to go there. Uh, we, we, at least at the time, we felt that we would go and 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 get the resources, spend the resources in Colorado, and and try and fight uh, fight this here, and and it's worked in the sense that we have not seen a a. Uh, a a lot of copycat laws to, to Colorado as, as states are watching to see what happens. I do think that, that part of what DMA has always said is if we can get some really true uh, simplification, uh, that uh, and not only simplification but but also um, uh, compensation uh, to the uh, um, to the remote seller, that that would make some sense. Uh, one of the things uh, testifying before Congress, Overstock. Uh, was testifying before Congress at a hearing and said that to implement uh, the taxing, uh, the tax collection in Kentucky, even with the uh, receiving the uh, the software uh, at no charge, cost them three hundred thousand uh, dollars. There's a lot of small marketers. Uh, people are talking about a small market exception. If you have sales less than five hundred thousand dollars, you don't have to mm-hmm. worry about it. You know, three hundred thousand dollars for Kentucky, which is not the largest state in the union population-wise no. by a long shot, um, would uh, you know drive drive people drive them out of business. And and I, and I think we forget uh, as I look at this, if you put those kinds of burdens, especially on not just on catalogers, you drive them out, but on the internet, this growing uh, portion of. Uh, the American economy—it's where we're a leader in, in the world, and, and that is that is the only thing, even during the recession, that continued to grow. To try and put that kind of a burden on it and stifle that doesn't seem to make too much sense to us. So I think that, and the problem that states the pro, the real problem is a 1930s law. You go down to the store, you buy something. And uh, you pay a tax on it, it's collected, and they they remit it to the to the state. The market or the store owner remits it to the state, and you go back home. And trying to take the internet, com- the e-commerce, and shoehorn that into this tax law, rather than taking a look at the tax law and saying, let's make this tax bring the tax law up to date to where e-commerce is, and uh, try and look at it that way. The states are not going that way. They're going the opposite direction, trying to shoehorn e-commerce into a 1930 law. Um, well, that's definitely going to be a, a, a challenge, I think, um, with states trying to find the revenue and um, and people trying to adopt older tax laws to a modern economy. Um, Jerry, I want to thank you very much for being on the show, and um, I, I wonder – wouldn't be surprised if we continue talking about this issue this time next year um, when your appeal may be heard or may not be. But again, thank you. It's been, been great having you on, and I hope you'll join us again. Well, I, I will. It was a pleasure to be here, and I hope I didn't put everybody to sleep. Oh, no, Jerry. It was fascinating. So um, up next, we have Rebecca Madigan. She's um, also part of this fight. She's um, the executive director of the Performance Marketing Association. Rebecca? Hey there. 
Good to have you on once again, as I, I always refer to you as the, the Olympic champion cat herder for the, <laughs> the wonderful work you've done in terms of getting a, an unorganized group of uh, uh, marketers to actually organize. And you've had tremendous results in a number of states in Thank fighting you. the Amazon tax. So, um, yes. again, I think you're the, the reigning Olympic champ there. And, uh, <laughs> Thank you. So the question is, do you, does that mean you get to go to London? Um, <laughs> that would be a nice perk, wouldn't it? <laughs> I wonder what, wonder what your, uh, your your Russian and Chinese counterparts would be like in the. Um, but any of <laughs> what the um, costume is <laughs> exactly. Um, so any event, <laughs> we um. So Jerry Jerry's had some success, and um, Jerry yeah. gave his view on the the Main Street fairness. And um, but I understand that you guys have a different view of the bill. Yeah, I think you know I really enjoyed Jerry's conversation. I've gotten to know Jerry. Uh, we've been allies on this fight for a long time uh, at the state level, and and his colleague Ron Barnes, and um, also Jerry. Uh, we're lucky enough to have the same legal team fighting our fight in Illinois that just won uh, the DMA's case in Colorado. So we're we're really. Uh, grateful for all of the guidance that the DMA has given us in, in recruiting those attorneys. And, uh, and we're really bolstered by their success, too, in Colorado. Um, but we do have a different perspective. And, and so um, our perspective is coming from pr- saving our industry. Um, we are not a tax policy association. We are not uh, an internet law association. We are an association based on um, trying to grow online advertising. And um, the state attempts at these Amazon taxes has devastated, to date, 76,000 small businesses. And wow. we, just, we just can't keep going. That's about a third of all online marketers have been seriously impacted negatively by the passage of these state laws. And that's, to me, that's a, that's a potential of implosion. When we lose, when we've lost a third of marketing partners, potentially, um, that are, that are publishing ads, it becomes a less lucrative channel for advertisers because there are just sure. so many websites. So if this continues to proliferate, we, we have the potential of going down the toilet. So our, our perspective on the federal solution and the the bills that have just um, you know been introduced this late last year in Congress, I see those for two reasons being something that we are very supportive of, having everything to do with politics. One is um, they seem to have bipartisan support. We think they'll pass, and the second one is that we think they'll actually solve the problem for us. They will get affiliates out from under this once and for all. You won't be held hostage as you are now. Yeah. And um, yeah, my understanding is Senator Reid and um, Majority Leader Reid um, said he will bring a bill to the floor if he gets 15 Republican co-sponsors. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think – where are you at now? Well, um, I'm not exactly sure what the tally is of the, uh, of the day. I know that there are a lot of Democrats that want to sign on, that they're holding off because they want to make sure that they get the Republican signatures on. We, he- we hear it's pretty good. We have just – we have just retained uh, lobbying uh, a, a lobbying team in D.C. Um, in the past couple of weeks. We have had to do some massive fundraising to be able to um, get our presence in, in D.C. So we are we are just ramping up our grassroots. I know we're late, but I think we're going to have a really powerful impact. We um, we have 
in all our allies in D.C., which are also sort of our enemies at the state level in some cases, our allies in D.C. are the big box retailers and the retail associations. And um, they have all of them, as well as the bill sponsors, agree that the the really serious harm on these 76,000 businesses in the country is an is something that could be very important and compelling to to legislators um, to to take action on this because it's more harmful not to act than to actually act on this. Now, so, one thing that's interesting, we the number is 76,000. That's very striking, and if you look at what's happening at the over the course of the Amazon era, the Amazon tax era, um, you have some modest success in New York and then failures in a number of other states. So I wonder on balance, if you took the economic impact to those 76,000 and measured it against what has actually been collected, you know, on balance, has the, have we lost as an economy by doing this? Or have oh. we gained so very little that it really hasn't achieved anything? We have we have lost a tremendous amount because what we've we've the states have actually been the ones that have lost as well as the affiliates. Um, we don't know of any substantial sales tax collection anywhere other than as you mentioned New York because Amazon has decided to uh, collect to have standing in their lawsuit. But we have gotten no reports. We've gotten some very sketchy reports that are unsubstantiated from states like Illinois and and North Carolina. But as far as we know, um, from talking to online advertisers, and there are about a 1,000 of them who have terminated affiliates in the states where this is passed, we believe that that is is what has happened. The out-of-state retailers terminate their affiliate relationships relationships in the state to avoid the sales tax collection burden. So the states, by default, get no new sales tax. And affiliates lose their income tax because they've lost their income. Or they move to another state, so the states lose their income tax revenue. So it is a net loss for the states, for sure. Um, We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll have Rebecca Madigan. We're going to be talking about um, their fight against the Amazon tax in Illinois and uh, other states where it's active, such as Maryland, after these messages. Stay tuned for more of the Cyber Law and Business Report after this brief recess for our sponsors. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. 
Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries into the 16th Annual International Web Award Competition. Independent judges from around the world recognize the best websites from nearly 100 industries. Web Awards winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Awards site. You can't win if you don't enter. Sign up now at www.webaward.org. Webmasterradio.fm. Get addicted. Get ahead. The best gavel-to-gavel legal news and information on the net is right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report, only on webmasterradio.fm. And we're back. This is Bennett Kelly with the Internet Law Center. We have Rebecca Madigan. We're talking about the Amazon tax, um, a popular subject on this show. And Rebecca, um, you, you have, um, as Jerry mentioned, you're leading the fight against the bill, the law that was recently enacted in Illinois. Yes. What's the status of that? Well, we have our first oral arguments April 25th. So we have filed a motion for summary judgment almost a year ago. So that expedited process is, you know, know, moving along. I guess it's, I don't know. They have, it's very interesting. They have pushed back on all our scheduling demands. They are very, the state of Illinois, I'm sure like many states, their attorney general office is very much understaffed. Uh, so we've had, but we've 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 had motions going back and forth, and and so we're getting ready for our first oral arguments uh, in a couple of weeks. Very excited about that. Well, that'd be very interesting to watch, especially seeing what's happened in the other states. And it's, yeah. it'd, be, it'd be interesting to actually see whether there's actually a decision that says, you know, this, you know, Quill goes this far and not beyond that, and you guys have gone beyond that. Because, um, yeah. like I, as I mentioned, I think you know the states have are rewriting Quill. And I agree. So, yeah. so um, you're also active in a number of other states. Um, this, this year doesn't seem as active as last year. Is that a, that a fair assessment? Yes, and you know, I was uh, and initially I was scared to death. Uh, There were about sixteen bills that were introduced by the end of January, and all in this sort of general area. And whether or not the affiliate nexus piece was going to be included or not was up in the air. As it's turned out, there are currently. Let's see, three states, maybe a fourth, uh, adding affiliate nexus. So. uh, oh, in, in play. So, uh, and one was one was Georgia, which did pass. It's the only state that has passed an affiliate nexus tax this year. Uh, with um, I've got a lot of clarifications on that, though. So, Maryland and Minnesota are sort of in play. Um, Maryland's uh, uh, legislative session just ended, and their budget was released without the affiliate nexus tax. But there is buzz of having a special session to deal with um, revenue issues. So there is the risk that this could come back. We're not we're f- keeping our fingers crossed. Minnesota is a very interesting story. Um, it has uh, we have been able to block it successfully so far. The the uh, legislature is still in session, but you might have noticed that the CEO of Best Buy resigned the other day or was asked to resign, and we've heard you know it's been it's been speculated in the press that this issue was one of the reasons that they're they're blaming uh that 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 the internet sales tax laws have never been passed and that was something that um uh best buy is blaming on their failure 
I'm not sure I would agree with that, but Mm. (laughs) so that continues to be an exciting state to watch, I suppose, depending on how you look at it. Not if you're an affiliate, it's a nerve wracking state if you're, if you're an affiliate in Minnesota. And then Louisiana, we hear rumblings that there may be something coming there. Um, And Pennsylvania also happened uh, late this year, early Late last year, early this year, right. they we we did a program on that. They've actually paused the law until September, giving us time to try and get something passed in Congress. So, and now oh, and, September is the deadline for California, California as well. Yeah, yeah. So um, we're really we're really anxious to get this this enacted uh, this year. And so, if it passes, if if it doesn't pass. By September, and Amazon and others have to have to collect sales tax in California. Um, will affiliates be terminated? So Amazon Amazon has agreed to collect sales tax no matter what. As I understand it, as I look back over the transcripts of their announcements, they have agreed to collect no matter what, and they were given that reprieve until September first. Um, the problem are the 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 real problem is the nine hundred ninety nine other online retailers that have not agreed to collect that will go ahead and terminate their affiliates again. And And so that's the real economic impact. It's not just Amazon doing this. It's all the other thousand retailers that do the same thing. That's where you see 35% of affiliates losing between 51% and 100% of their income. And in in the short time we have left, we'll we'll just go and name those 999. Yeah. Number 232. No, but so in the time we have left, um, where, where do you see this going? I mean, do you, I mean, given that the recession is improving um, and that it hasn't been terribly successful in, in states other than New York, um, do you see this still having much steam next year or the, and beyond? Or do you see this being resolved in the courts? I, mean, I, I actually think, um, I, think the, I think we'll probably see uh, a, a, um, some sort of resolution from Illinois before the end of the year, God willing. Um, the I believe I believe we're going to see some momentum in Congress. I believe there's enough um, business support um, to 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 actually support the, the the two bills that that we're supporting in Congress. One by um, uh, lead sponsor Senator Enzi and in the Senate and Congressman Womack in the House. Um, I, you know, I, I, it's a crapshoot whether or not we're going to be able to get it done this year. But if not this year, then next year. There's so much momentum. We have the big box retailers, the brick and mortar retailers, affiliate advertising, Amazon, all supporting the the current federal bills. Um, they give the, they allow states to retain a lot of their existing power and and sales tax policies. So there's very little disruption at the state level, and there's really not much opposition to it right now that's very well organized. So I think that's truly what's going to happen is that I'm, I'm going to disagree with Jerry Sarasale on this one. I'm, I'm going to, I think we have a shot and I think it's going to, I think it's the thing that's going to happen. And um, we talked earlier about this and, and the all famous Grover Norquist, um, you know, who has the, the no tax pledge. I believe yeah. he initially was neutral on this bill. Has he come out against it? no, I think he's neutral too. I think he's unofficially neutral. I doubt he would ever issue a statement, but I have testified alongside his lobbyists many a time who have said this is a this is not a new tax, this is a use tax collection issue. And so 
as a result, the federal solution is the same thing. It's simply changing the collection obligation. It is not a new tax. Consumers across the board owe this owe sales tax to their home states, and uh, this this empowers the states to require retailers, all retailers, to do their collection. And I would say the burden on that on the retailers is is minimal. Uh, these days with technology. There are technology providers that are coming in and providing that solution as part of a checkout, as part of the shopping cart online, making it very easy to uh, to calculate and collect and remit on behalf of retailers. So Now, you heard Jerry give the, the $300,000 figure would cost Overstock to comply. Yeah, um, I think they need better consultants. <laughs> I, think they got, I think they got ripped off. That's just my opinion. <laughs> well, uh, uh, it's a database okay. table. I mean, it's a database table. Your address is matched to a percentage rate, and it gets added to the shopping cart. It's it's some of the most simplistic technology in the world. So, you know, I I, I really got to disagree with with Overstock. Well, I'm, I'm here by announcing my new company. <laughs> really? Exactly. And uh, Overstock, I'll only charge you two hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, so you really think this might happen, and um, which is you know good to hear. I think uh, having some resolution on this issue would give affiliates definitely some comfort. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think I think there's the other thing about the court cases. I mean, we really this this certainly gives. We need to give Congress political cover and incentive and motivation to pass this. And certainly that now the state of Colorado or the federal court has, has deemed that the state of Colorado um, overstepped its bounds in interstate commerce. It violated interstate commerce with this, with their attempt. We hope to have the same outcome with the Illinois case. Um, It seems so blatantly clear to so many experts that Illinois is really overstepping. Um, that that's that's another piece of political cover, but I don't know that these cases. You know, then the other is: will this make what case will make it to the Supreme Court to uh, to judge on internet sales tax? I think, as you pointed out, and Jerry said in Quill, the Supreme Court has already said Congress has the power to make the change. So Congress actually needs to to uh, exercise that power and make this change. I think that's I think that's going to be the most ex- expedient. And likely outcome. The only question I have is whether it will happen before September or not. I think you know Jerry oh. may have mentioned that you know it could be um, over. It could be through um, a lame duck session, yeah, which would and be after November. And so we are we are put in the we are put in this very difficult situation once again. The affiliate industry, and again, we're my association is made up of you know we represent tiny small businesses, online website owners that make money from advertising. And so we are not the deep pocket giant association that's litigious by nature. So we, uh, you know, we have, we have to scrape and, and fight for every penny and every fight. So when we're out at the state level fighting, it means we're not in DC fighting. And when we're in DC, we're not at the state level. We can't be everywhere. And so the fact that this may extend on further um, is extraordinarily devastating to affiliates in Pennsylvania and California, which represents about 
uh, 34,000 affiliates, by the way, 34,000 small businesses that are going to get wiped out again if it, once those are reinstated. So now we have to figure out how we're going to get resources to lobby in Pennsylvania and in, and in uh, California to get an extension. Because that's, you know, if Amazon has agreed to collect in California, I'm hoping we can convince the state there to give us a break, give us a little more time because we, we're, we're just not, you know, we're going to need it. However, that being said, we have a pretty good story, and we're, we're bringing our small business story to Washington that I, I hope we can actually, you know, incentivize Congress to, to move and not, and not stall. Well, Rebecca, um, we're running out of time, but I want to thank you. It's always been a pleasure, and um, if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way? Uh, Rebecca at PerformanceMarketingAssociation.com. Again, Rebecca Madigan, Olympic champion. Thank you as always. <laughs> um, just a short teaser for something we may have in a future show. Um, there's actually some movement on um, critis- critical Apple for um, housing over $60 billion in cash offshore. And basically, um, some are charging that Apple is a tax cheat. So we may be covering that in a future show, and um, stay tuned. Don't forget, to Monday is tax day. Um, get your taxes in, unless you're in New England, which has the its Patriots Day in Massachusetts, the day of the Boston Marathon and the Red Sox home uh, afternoon day game. And um, they actually get an extra day because it's a state holiday. So the one advantage to being in Massachusetts on tax day. So in any event, have a great weekend. Um, this is Bennett Kelly with Internet Law Center. Thank you for joining us. And join us next week after you pay your taxes. And uh, we'll see you then. Thanks again. Quarters adjourned. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.